0: Crowd starts to get into it, snap back to Burrow, gonna throw right into the end zone touchdown. for the touchdown. T. Higgins on Kindleville door, and the Bengals are within four. Didn't take them long. One snap and a couple of seconds after the Logan Wilson interception.
1: So, it wasn't just Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus speaking today. The players get there tomorrow. The players will work out tomorrow. But other GMs around the league were talking. And because the Bears run the offseason, hmm. there's lots of things that these other GMs are saying that could be relevant and are relevant to Ryan Poles' offseason and the Bears here in Chicago. You
2: tried to kill the T. Higgins dream um, the other day as part of a Poles position.
1: Yeah, I I just – listen, I love T. Higgins. I love him coming out of college, and he's fantastic. Uh, I would love the Bears to have him. I don't think they're in a position to trade extreme draft capital and pay him yet because they have so so many pieces away. But in a vacuum, sure, I'd love him to be on the Bears, but I don't think they're trading him to anybody. They're in their championship window, and it's such a premium position, and he's so good, and their whole team is built around being one of the best offenses in the league. Yep. And Burrow, I think, is going to take a creative contract, like Jamar Chase said. I don't think it's happening.
2: And their director of player personnel, Duke Tobin, uh, who is the son of Bill Tobin, the nephew of Vince Tobin, now in charge. And since he, I think he agrees with you. So he addressed it today.
3: Uh, No, no. I'm not in the business of making other teams better. I'm in the business of making the Cincinnati Bengals better. And so trading T. Higgins is not on my mind. That's their problem. They want a receiver. Go find your own. You know, in in my my opinion, you know, T. Higgins is a good piece for the Cincinnati Bengals. So the trade stuff is a little ridiculous right now.
4: Yeah. Obviously, was thinking you know, deal was smart and, and hard in it. it's obviously cool a of and i, I, old. 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 I have to have this plenty of plans to be sensitive to
3: um, well, you're always sensitive to it. You're not uh, dependent on it, but you're sensitive to what's, what's going on around the league and what other players are getting because they're going to be sensitive to, to the other deals that are getting done around the league. And we're always looking forward into what's coming up into the future. But, you know, our, our focus every year is to make the best team possible for this coming season. You know, we don't want to mortgage the future and, and say in a year from now, we're not going to be able to be competitive or two years from now, we're not going to be able to be competitive. You know, we're not mortgaging the future, but we're trying to make the best team possible for this, this coming season.
2: Man. I, I love that. That's, that's if you're a Bengal fan, you're loving that.
1: If, if their ownership backs it up, like if he's, if, you know, if he's writing checks that his owners actually willing to cash, you know, and like do it, that would be unprecedented for the Bengals and it would be great. And they're just, it's a unique situation because they're, All awesome, and they're all on rookie deals. So, like, you could say, like, this isn't just for this year. This is for a five-year window of at least of all of those guys playing
2: together. And and if you get them all on board together, like, hey, let's all stay together. Let's do this right.
1: Yeah, so I I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, The Texans won week 18 and slid from one to two. In theory, that should complicate things down in Houston. Nick Casario, their general manager, was asked about that in the context of what the Bears are going to do with the number one overall pick.
4: Yeah, I think we're focused on the Texans. We're not necessarily worried about what other teams around us are doing. I mean, you're cognizant of that, but ultimately, you have to be prepared to pick wherever you're going to pick, and then be prepared to pick whatever players. So, I'd say most teams, again, not to generalize here, but most teams, wherever they pick, you probably have three or four guys that you would feel comfortable taking. So if a team is in front of you and you're only talking about one player, well, that's going to leave two or three other players. So you're either comfortable with that group of players or you're not. So, again, you can't really get too caught up in what other teams are doing. Just try to make decisions that you feel are best for your team and your situation.
2: That sounds like a guy who's at least trying to portray strength like we're not going to just pay some premium to move up from two to one. I'm not going to be Ryan Pace era stupid.
1: He's at least saying it, but if he does it, I don't think he will be boxed into a, hey, I thought you weren't going to be worried about that because he can just say, I got my guy. I got my guy, and I don't think I overpaid to get our guy. He separated himself in the evaluation process, and
2: I mean. I saw a report out there that they might punt on quarterback this year, that they might not. And so I don't that know if that strikes means, me as crazy. I know if, if that means they would trade down and out and offer themselves, offer themselves up, but they've got so many needs that, you know, they'd try to get in it for next year.
1: Do they already have an extra first next year? I don't know from the, from the trade. I don't think so, but, but like I, that would be a, that would be very bold because you were the worst team this year. You ended up with a second pick. Mm-hmm. There's all these quarterbacks at the top. You badly need a quarterback. I feel like. If they traded down to just like roll the dice again for next year with Caleb Williams and that draft class, you're just you're running a huge risk there. That strikes me as a bad idea. Looks like they still have Cleveland's first next year. So they yeah. so they got so they still have Cleveland's first. Okay, so, so, so they have, already have two firsts next year. They could get a good player and basically tank and get a better quarterback. What people are saying next year, right? Yeah. So if they so right, if they took Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. And feel like we'll be bad again. It's just a lot to put your fans through. So, I mean, they, they were the worst team in football yep. all year until the last week of the season where they became the second worst team in football. Yeah. So to do it again and bank on not, you know, accidentally finding your way, new coach bump, whatever, uh-huh. into being a six-win team. Yes, you have the extra first-round pick. You could trade up, but teams aren't going to be trading out of the number one pick next year.
2: And then Aaron Rodgers didn't do McAfee today. As far as I know. Yeah, no, we would have seen. Which is interesting. Uh, but his GM talked. Brian Gudekunst
1: talked. And, and he mentioned where he is or is not at with Aaron Rodgers.
4: Really no updates. You know, again, I think, uh, like I was talking earlier, um, haven't had the conversations that we need to have yet. So really, really no update. Um, But looking forward here to being an N.D. and
3: and, and look at these prospects and trying to help this football team. Who initiates when those conversations will take place with Aaron?
4: Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, Obviously he's he's had some things on his plate, Uh,
3: but hopefully those things will happen soon. Do you want him back as the quarterback of the Packers? Yeah,
4: I think, you know, those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is and um you know once we had those conversations we'll, we'll be able to move forward we'll a lot more to say the
3: there uh, at the end of the season i mean what was that talk like last? it was
4: great conversation it was really just about the season and kind of the things that uh, that happened that uh, went right went wrong and um just more more about the season than it was anything moving forward
3: after you, the uh, season when you had your press conference i think it was 18 the first 18 questions were about aaron or the quarterback position Today I think it's 22. With these <laughs> folks, and here we are talking about the same thing. Do you have fatigue about this in the off season, the quarterback situation? No, I think it's it's part of my job, you know. So, and this is obviously a big topic that uh, our fans
4: and then people want to know about. So it's um, it really, you know, at the same time, certainly there'll be other discussions we'd love to have, but um, it, it doesn't fatigue me. It's just um, uh, it's been pretty constant for a long time now.
3: As you go through the calculus of this decision, uh, the two factors of last season being disappointing and Jordan being as in your words
4: ready to play, how much do those two things weigh into your decision-making? I think everything's a part of it, you know? Um, I think we're constantly evaluating where we are as a football team and what's best for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, those are daily conversations. So, um, again, um, we'll move forward and have conversations um, as we go. and, And there'll be a point, obviously, yeah, you know, here soon we're going to have to make some decisions and move forward.
3: It's Jordan.
4: Good.
2: How does uh, the, the weighing on the decision from Aaron? How does that affect your process and kind of maybe delay you? And how, I guess, how do you um, kind of rationalize that? You
4: know, it's really we're going forward as usual. You know, we've gone through our free agency meetings or our draft process. Um, so we're, we're you know continuing to move forward, evaluating and getting ready to build you know this football team. And um, so really, I don't think it's um, it's really any different than than
3: any other year. Is this a hypothetical or is Jordan Love ready to be an NFL starting quarterback?
4: Yeah, I think he's ready to play, and I think he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback.
3: It sounds like there's already conversations
1: going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting.
2: Yeah, it's because they're running a football team, Aaron. Mm.
1: He sounds like a man who is held hostage by his 60 million dollar. Awesome quarterback.
2: Yeah, he's completely and utterly held hostage. And I, I, and having read the quote and then hearing the Jordan Love part at the end, there's definitely part of him that's like, all right, let's just go. I think the majority of him. I believe the
1: reports
0: that they're tired of him.
1: Yeah, they're tired of him. We will put a bow on this thing. Parkinson Spiegel next on The
0: Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.